Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Praxis podcast. The past couple weeks, we've talked a lot about products and stories. This week, we're gonna shift gears a little bit and talk about one of the ways that people come up with those products and those stories. Today, we're gonna talk about design thinking, which is a certain approach to solving problems. Now, when you say design thinking, most of us probably think, okay, this is a process that designers can use. This is great for designing graphics or designing products, but it's actually something that can be used to solve any kind of problem. And it's really exciting to see people using design thinking to solve problems in politics or community or healthcare or business. It's really exciting to see that. Design thinking starts with five steps to approach and solve a problem in a very specific way. I'm gonna go through these five steps pretty quickly, and then in the next couple episodes, maybe we'll dive into some of those deeper. The five steps of the design thinking process are empathy, define, ideate, prototype, and test. Now, starting with empathy, let's take, for example, a problem, maybe a problem in your community, a problem in government, problem in business. The empathy step really starts with putting yourself in the shoes of the people who are feeling this problem. If this problem is being felt by a certain demographic in your community, or if this problem is being felt by someone who's in a very specific occupation, you might wanna go and talk to them, interview them, if you're trying to solve a problem for children, you want to go and observe them, talk to them, see what kind of toys they like to play with. If your problem is being felt by teachers, you wanna put yourself in their shoes. So you wanna go and talk to teachers, you wanna watch them work in the classroom, you wanna learn as much as you possibly can about them. And at this point in the process, you're not trying to form opinions, you're really just trying to observe. So it's a lot of notebooks, a lot of designers or people who are using the design thinking process bring cameras, they take a lot of pictures, they take a lot of video, they really just immerse themselves in the idea of what is it like to be this person. What's really exciting about the design thinking process is that it can be applied to not just problem solving for products, but also problem solving for stories. A good friend of mine whose films recently got into Sundance uses the design thinking process to do research for his stories, to make them more accurate and more realistic so that the characters come to life. The next step in the design thinking process is define. So this is where we come in, we start making lists, and we start to identify, all right, this is a problem here. This is something we observe. This teacher near the end of class, they start to do this. Or at the beginning of class, they start to do this. You start to pick up on habits and patterns that people are doing in their workplace or just in everyday life. The step after that is ideate. This step is probably the most fun step in this entire process. This is where you really just unleash ideas and start to brainstorm. Maybe we could solve this problem in this way. In this step of the process, you don't wanna censor any ideas. You just want all of your ideas to get out onto a notebook, to get out onto a whiteboard, and you want to brainstorm and come up with lots of fun ideas in a really fun environment. The step after that is where you can be convergent and start to converge on an idea. This step of the process is identical to the process that I talked talked about in episode two, where I talked about how to come up with a good idea. It's the divergent process, where you're coming up with tons of ideas and not censoring anything. And then it's the convergent process, where you're trying to narrow things down. The fourth step is where you actually start to test out some of these ideas in the cheapest and most efficient way possible. So instead of actually 3D printing it, building an entire model, and then realizing, oh, that didn't quite work, you want to test it out in the cheapest way possible. The best example that I have of this step of the process is from Google. Google does a great job prototyping their product ideas in a fast way and a 
really, really cheap way. And the story that I tell about this step of the process is Google Glass. When they first were developing Google Glass, before they 3D printed anything, before they laser cut anything, they took chopsticks and duct tape and taped something together and quickly realized that they were gonna have to put weight on the glasses in a very specific way. This was really useful for them because if they had gone right into production and started manufacturing something that was much more expensive and then realized that they would have to weight it in a certain way, they would have ended up wasting a lot of money. But instead, because they used chopsticks and duct tape, they were able to come up with insights that were much cheaper and they were able to get those insights much faster. So that's the kind of thing you wanna look for when you're prototyping an idea. It's also really important to think about prototyping an idea that's not just a physical product. You can prototype a story by storyboarding something. You can prototype a video by making a graphic novel of it or sketching it out. You can prototype a story in very, very simple ways by delivering that story in a mechanism that's much more efficient than a full quality production. The last step of the process is testing it out. Once you've developed this efficient, inexpensive prototype, you want to put it in the hands of the users. Put it in the hands of the people whom you were empathizing with at the very beginning of the process and see how they react. Does it solve the problem or does it make the problem worse? That's where you really get the insights in how this process is working for you. Once you've tested it out, you want to go back in the process and that's probably going to give you more ideas. So you go back to ideate, you go back to prototyping, and you go back to testing it out. This cycle can last a long time and can end up just repeating itself forever. So you want to make sure that you define your criteria really, really well. So that way you know when you're successful. If you've used the design thinking process and you've applied it to different projects, I'd love to hear about it. Please get in touch at nicholas at praxis-story.com. We've got some really cool projects coming up with Praxis. I'm going to be headed to Trinidad this week to shoot a video. We're also working on some awesome strategy projects that we'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys soon.